Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, my man, how's the day treating you? Day is going really well, Shay. We've been busy, busy, busy working on third party productions. We got some really cool branding stuff in the works that I'm pretty uh, oh, hyped it's about. Be sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, doing really good. Busy, busy, but good. That I think that is the best explanation humanly possible right now. Uh, and let's dive into today's episode, though. We got a fun one covering some news. We got lots of cool news to talk about today. Some controversial stuff. Some Actually, you know what? It's all controversial stuff today. And then we're going to be answering some questions because we got a bunch of great ones. If you want a question answered on the show, though, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We are so, so close to reaching our next Patreon goal. It's a big one. We're excited about it. And there couldn't be a better time to join the Patreon on top of that because the third-party Invitational Apex Legends Tournament is kicking off April 2nd. You have to be a third-party tier on Patreon in order to get access. There's only six spots left in the tournament, which is crazy. It booked up way faster than either of us expected faster than the last one and so if you want one of those six spots stop what you're doing right now go sign up it's going to be a lot of fun i'm so excited for it like the fact that it's filled up so fast i think that means everyone liked it the first time around and this is something we really do hope to keep rolling and keep it uh going constantly for a while because it's a ton of fun to host and interact with all y'all and yeah, join the Patreon. Not only do you get this tournament, but tons of other stuff, like Henry said. With that, though, let's dive into the news. First piece of news. Apex Legends Mobile has officially released in certain regions, and my oh my, does it look awesome, in my opinion. Feel free to have a different opinion, Henry, or anyone else listening. But the game comes absolutely stacked with new features uh, from the PC console game that we've kind of come to love and know. I'm going to rattle some of these off and then we can talk about maybe some favorites, some highlights. Um, and honestly, like Henry and I, we haven't played it, obviously, because it's not released in the US. If you do want to check it out, I'll go say, look at the Game Merchants video about downloading a VPN to go play mobile. Might give it a shot. But let's talk about these features. You got a brand new battle pass system, separate levels for each legend, and a perk system that comes with that. Unique animations for each legendary skin in the game. You got just tons of new skins in general. You got a newly revamped store for buying Apex packs, all that good stuff. You have a new armory system where you can compare weapon statistics between guns and then see how weapon attachments affect stats on those said guns. You got a third person mode. You got a team deathmatch mode. You got quick battle mode. You got unique ranked rewards for mobile. And there's tons more stuff. You got like the floating icons labeling the POIs while you're going through the dropship hyperscape style, which I always loved. And I think it makes the map look really cool. There's just tons of stuff. I'm going to force you into a tough decision though, Henry. Pick one of these that you want to talk about right now. We can cover some others, but I want you to start with one. I think I know what he's going to do, folks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, seeing the weapon statistics uh, in the armory system is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a big deal um, and something that I'd love to see to come to the main game. Um, But I think that we're really excited about mobile. Um, Not necessarily because we're big mobile gamers, but I think that this game is going to be really fun. It's going to be standalone. 
quality mobile game. And I'm just really excited about what will the implications be for the Apex community and the main game in general. Um, and we plan on next week talking more about mobile. We'll give it a shot uh, and kind of go through what our thoughts are. Yeah, totally. I'm really excited to dive deep into it maybe next week. Um, but yeah, I hope some of these really cool features affect the main game because like you said, stuff like that armory system, just seeing a new UI for the store mm -hmm. and these animations that just make so much sense. Like, why don't we have that at this point? I think that's the question a lot of people are going to ask playing this game. And for anyone that's maybe not like fully fleshed in what Apex Legends Mobile is, it's not developed by uh, EA and Respawn directly. It's being developed by Tencent and they're one of the biggest developers in the world for all games, but specifically mobile games. Um, so hopefully, obviously, they're going to be leading the charge, working with Respawn and EA. So hopefully there is maybe some stuff that comes over our way that's loved. But I don't know, man. They're off to it with a bang in terms of the features and stuff they added. And the UI looks clean. Merchants having a great time playing it. I think it's a really good mobile game. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Next piece of news, though, we got an Apex and FIFA collaboration that happened recently. Two EA games are joining forces to offer Apex-inspired kits in FIFA Ultimate Team. I'm a big FIFA guy. I'm excited for this. I'm not an Ultimate Team guy, unfortunately, so I'm not going to make the most out of the Apex kits. I was, I think we were a little sad and maybe confused to see that it was like a one-way kind of thing. It wasn't like we got any soccer stuff in Apex. It was just Apex stuff in FIFA. But I mean, if they're open to this kind of collab between even just EA or Respawn, like titles and IPs, dude, Star Wars stuff, maybe coming into uh, Apex down the line. I know it's been a dream of ours for a while, but that would be freaking sweet. The Star Wars is the only possibility, and it's still a long shot. Like, mm -hmm. you could put a Death Star in the skybox, and that alone would be a really cool thing. Like, I'd be fine with that. Um, in the past, though, Apex has been very protective of its universe. Like Warzone and Fortnite, you know, do crazy crossovers uh, and crazy uh, different IPs brought into their game. Terminator, Marvel, everything imaginable that could be put into like an action adventure sort of lens in a battle royale. Apex hasn't done it. What do you think about that, Shay? Are you glad they haven't, or do you wish that they would? I mean, like, here's the thing. It makes sense why they haven't. Apex is its unique universe. It's a unique IP, and that's special compared to some of these other games that we look at across the road. So I, I, I've always felt justified in saying, like, hey, they don't need to. Like, it's all good. They have a great universe. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. You can't have Iron Man or Captain yeah. America come into Apex. But I will say, with some of the recent collection events and skins we've gotten where people are starting to feel like, hey, we're kind of starting to repeat things. Like, we're seeing the same themes in different skins. I've kind of come around on this and saying, like, I don't need Darth Vader in my game. I don't need, even like you said, the Death Star. Like, I don't need that. I don't need anything particular. But I would love the idea of doing, like, a Star Wars-inspired theme on collection event skins. So it's not like... It's direct, but it's like, oh, maybe Lifeline has an all-white skin that's like Padme-inspired or something along those lines. And it's not this just like 
putting the actual IP directly into the game, but the inspiration that comes from it. Yeah, I mean, we both like the lore. We both like the universe. Mm -hmm. So protecting that in the past has been okay for both of us. Mm -hmm. The pros to doing these collabs is, number one, it generates money. Like People will buy this content. It's proven. It is not a contested like opinion. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. It also generates a ton of hype for the game. And that's only good for us. Like that means there's more content, there's more viewers, there's more players, there's more staff being hired. Uh, Apex can continue to thrive for years and years down the line. So all those pros kind of make sense yeah. to to try it. But mm-hmm. it is a hard decision that they pretty much have not wavered on. Yeah, yeah. And I won't ever get like mad at them for not doing it essentially. It, it would just be a nice bonus at this point. And you know, as someone like I think between the two of us, we don't spend a ton of money on the game. Uh this would definitely I think I mean open the pockets a little bit more if they did a really cool collab. Next piece of news though, Apex Legends is officially playable on the Steam Deck. Which is really cool to see the Steam Deck. It looks dang good on there. Uh, for clarification, this is essentially a PC version of the game on a handheld device. That's what the Steam Deck is. So this does not fall online under the mobile umbrella, which is separate from consoles, Switch, and now Steam Deck if we want to separate it from PC. Um, cool to see. Are you going to get a Steam Deck at any point? Are you going to make the purchase to play the game? I... Don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, in my current life, I need the separation between my desk and games and the real world. Yeah. So I don't need something to get me in between. Um, but I remember the last time we were talking about the Steam Deck, I don't think we saw Apex on there. Like, it wasn't going to be available. Mm-hmm. So I love this. Apex, yeah. like, taking over the world. Apex has always taken over the world, and speaking of that, in February, Apex Legends averaged over 200,000 concurrent players on Steam. That's the highest player count since the game's release on Steam. Man, this game is blowing up lately. The podcast is accordingly blowing up, and so we appreciate all the new listeners that have come through lately. Man, the game's the game's hot right now, and I hope it you know retains this and stays popular for a long time. But you know, for three years and, and peaking, that's a pretty good sign. That's crazy. It, it truly doesn't really make sense. Um, it's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Next piece of news, Legend Edition skins are officially being re-released in the store. We're starting with Lifeline, and some of that community is expressing some frustration, thinking those were going to be exclusive and you would have had to buy the Legend Edition skins back then. Kind of a version, same kind of frustration, but maybe even with a little bit more justification on the complaints from like the battle pass skins getting recycled in. What do you think about seeing those back in the store purchasable again? I, I don't think there's a, a very strong argument against it coming back. Mm -hmm. I, I was worried that these legend edition skins were going to be gone forever and like only accessible to EA play members um, through a separate store. And so the fact that they are coming back into the apex store I'm okay with that. I mm-hmm. think that people had ample time to get the Lifeline skin when it was in a physical edition and when it was in a digital legend edition, um, that there wasn't really a huge barrier 
to receiving it. They only yeah. removed the legend editions from the store, I think, last season. So in terms of the Lifeline Legend Edition being super exclusive and you really had to be there, that's not true. Like mm-hmm. it's been available for two years. You could have gotten it any time. Yeah. Now it's back. It's not, there's no big impact. This isn't like um, you know, the the airship assassin raid mm-hmm. skin. It, mm-hmm. It's not the same deal. Yeah. I think it's obviously like I I if I was an owner, I would be slightly more frustrated than the battle pass skin because to mm-hmm. me you paid money directly to get this one. And especially for a lot of people that probably thought it was gonna be their last chance to buy it, kinda like you said. Totally. Um so I, I get that opinion. I think where I stand on it though is if you're gonna do something like this where you bring something back for a limited time, that's cool. Bring it back for a limited time. Give people another chance. Not everyone was playing the game during the time the thing was released. So why is that fair for the people to never ever get another shot at it? It's why we see the recolors come back in eventually. But when you do things limited time, I think that's cool because it still adds some of the rarity to it. It doesn't take it away fully and last thing we want to do is gatekeep any part of the community from getting really awesome things. So that's kind of my opinion on it. Agreed. Next piece of news, some controversial news. The drama on Apex Twitter between players and developers is reaching a recent peak. So I'm going to do some reading here and get everybody the information then we can break it down. But this all started on Monday when Imperial Hal tweeted out, Apex has been very boring recently. The influx of bad players in ranked has been insane where the lobbies are just filled with half good teams or 90% masters while players the entire time. I'm guessing the changes that were asked for for a while now are showing... I'm guessing the changes that were asked for a while are now showing the consequences. Hopefully the rank system has changed drastically or a lot of people will lose interest in ranked. Maybe I'm the only one that has been feeling that way, but from playing every day, the last two splits have just been glorified pubs to me. This prompted another account to respond to the post by leaking DMs between Aaron, who is the BR rank designer, and someone else. It's potentially the same account, uh, but don't know for 100% for sure because they hid like the icon, essentially. Um, Aaron responded to that question, though. Uh, uh Aaron responded to this idea saying, I don't understand how we have so many rank changes and the clear and obvious one is to motion. It gets ignored time and time again. So that was asked to Aaron. Aaron then responded in this DM thread that was leaked. Not only is it a direction change in game design and rank system, demotions always destroy the entire RP economy. Imagine a designer having to pitch that to a director and what amount of work, socialization, alignment, preparation having to go into making sure leadership is comfortable with a change like that, which could make which could potentially be negative for one of the most popular queues in the game. Making the change itself in code is easy. It's the implementation, implication side effects, trade-offs that people don't understand. I'm not going to make a change that improves the experience for the 0.1% and destroys the experience for 90% of the other players. So this then ended with Aaron responding on Twitter to the leaked his re- leaked response in DM saying that he learned his lesson and that DMs are no longer private apparently so he will not be answering DM questions no matter how well intentioned they may seem and will just respond publicly instead to things and then we got our boy Josh Medina chiming in saying now you know to avoid talking to randos Aaron so a little bit of drama um, just to get first thing out of the way like Henry and I have had the pleasure to DM with some developers and people that work at EA and Respawn since we started the podcast. and I don't Including think, Aaron. Including Aaron. And we would never ever share those publicly without prior permission. So pretty lame thing to share. And now obviously we're going to have to talk about it because of that. And it's disappointing because now Aaron's not going to be as inclined to talk to people in DM. 
as he probably shouldn't be if he's worried that his you know thoughts are going to be shared with people if maybe he wanted to keep the, the conversation the back and forth more private. So I think that's too bad. But let's talk about this overarching idea of ranked and Hal's thoughts and then essentially what Aaron is saying that demotion is not viable. What's your first impression? Yeah, so is ranked broken or boring? Mm-hmm. Um, and should there be a D-rank system? I don't think ranked is boring. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like how Aaron said, we haven't received any data on the BR ranked mode in over a year. We used to get them at the beginning of each season on how the last rank split went, if they were going to make any changes and why, get the player distribution. We haven't gotten that for a year, but the last time we did receive it, more than 50% of matches were being played in a ranked mode. And that was before ranked arena, so that's Mm -hmm. just BR ranked. So it's a very popular mode. I do not think that it's fair to say that in any way, ranked BR is broken. I think it's working really well. It's really fun. Um, you know, this idea of it being boring. I think Shay and I were discussing this a little bit uh, off air. A game like Apex, if you play it every single day at the highest level, it can get boring. I don't think it's a game design issue. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, these there's a lot of guys out here that have been playing Apex Legends since Series and Zero, competing at the professional level every day. And I think Hal even realizes this. Like he says in his tweet, like maybe I'm the only one that's feeling that way. And I think I think that might actually be somewhat true in the situation. Like, yes, Hal, you are an outlier and a freak in the best way possible. You're so good at the game, a lot of people are not going to feel good at the game in comparison to you. And I would personally get bored playing the game as much as some of these pros do as well. It's hard to, like kind of maybe Aaron is saying, and how we've seen designers respond in the past, updates for that 0.1% is a tough thing to do when they're not the ones that are driving the billion-dollar game's revenue. They are driving the game's popularity, though, and that's a whole other argument we can have as well is how important is the creator and the pro to the economy of the game. But... I think it's a tough situation to be in for sure. And I think it's, uh, regardless of whatever happens in the future, nobody's at, like, there's never going to be a one size fits all situ- a solution that keeps everyone happy. Someone's already going to be disappointed in the end, which is too bad, but just kind of the truth of the matter. Since you brought up controversy, now we I have to deliver. Okay. So let's talk about what are the pros and cons of a D rank system? What is a D rank system? Um, essentially, if you were to rank up your gold, plat, diamond master, every time you hit a new rank, you can't derank below it in the mm-hmm. current state of Apex. And that's true with a lot of ranked systems across games. Mm-hmm. The idea of allowing for derank would mean that you aren't protected. There is no uh, demotion protection, as it's called. Now, what are the pros and cons of that? Um, the pros being that maybe throughout the entire ranked um, distribution that you're going to have better quality matchmaking. It's extremely theoretical mm-hmm. um, just because you could take one perspective and say, you know, once you're a plat player, you, you know, 
are that good. If you can reach it one time, you deserve to stay there. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve to go back into gold if you've already beaten gold. You know, Mm -hmm. that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, The flip side to that being if you're playing with the team, you're playing your absolute best, you finally get into plat for the first time, and then you lose, 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 lose every single game. It's no longer fun. You'd maybe rather get demoted to gold. My perspective on both of those uh, sides is neither of them really matter because Mm -hmm. how the ranked tiers uh, compete against each other right now allow for such a wide range of ranks to play against each other. You can have a silver and a plat player playing in the same lobby right Mm now. So demoting someone from plat to gold or gold to silver really doesn't matter. And that's why the conversation really shifts all the way up to the upper echelon mm-hmm. of Apex Legends players. Yeah, where, where you might know a difference, or you might see a difference at some point. And this all stems from this idea of people that get hardstuck diamond and people that get hardstuck master play the game differently because they don't want to, they have no consequences, they're never going to be able to climb, and so they'll just play incredibly aggressively and do not or not the best, smartest stuff for in the sense of the game. And I get that, but it truly does impact such a few, you know, number of people in the game. I mean, this is honestly something, like you said, Henry, we've talked about a ton off the air. We've thrown ideas out there. We're like, oh, what if you have to derank? You have to like have a deranking style game three or four times in a row or something to get deranked. But the problem then becomes, and something we've talked about is it's like if you hit masters and you know you're not going to hit pred, you don't have the time. Or frankly, you don't have the skill to hit pred, but you got to masters. If there was a demotion system, then you're just not going to ever play ranked again. It's not worth it for your reward standpoint. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Like, that's a tough question. I think, like, to me, the final answer for improved matchmaking is what we kind of talked about with Emery make the queue times longer, wait longer to have more balanced matches. Um, Obviously, you know, the further you get in the rank, the longer the matchmaking already is. So what's the peak that people would wait for really balanced games? I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah. And what Shay's referring to is our interview with Emery, who was a senior business analyst yeah. at Respawn. Um, and it was a really great chat about that specifically. Um, you know, the if you were to have a D-rank system and you hit masters and you stopped playing, because you knew you didn't have the time or the skill or the whatever mm-hmm. to become an apex predator, that's what predators want. Mm-hmm. That's what they want because that keeps the integrity of the ranked uh, of masters and pred mm-hmm. intact. Everybody there is playing to win. They're playing to rank up. That is what you want. So in that way, super, super positive. Mm-hmm. But do you do a wide sweeping change that will affect everybody for that 750 players on each platform? Probably not. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you could say, and this is kind of bullying the Apex Predators out there, but this is a battle royale. You know, if you're an Apex Predator, you're incredible at the game, you shouldn't have to complain about people chasing your dive trail you know Mm -hmm. and and griefing you right off the rip you shouldn't be upset when somebody comes at you with the rev totem like 
all these things of playing really weird or not super competitive um, shouldn't really be a problem because that's just how the game is played. And in reference to what Hal said in his tweet, he said, for the last two splits, rank just seems like glorified pubs. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Ranked is glorified pubs. This mm-hmm. is not professional Apex. This is not the global series. Uh, you're not protected off uh, drop. You're not calling your locations. You're not playing for you know ring six. Mm-hmm. It's a, a different mode. And for that reason, it's like, well, maybe we don't need to protect the absolute integrity of Apex Predators because... Everybody's just playing the game. And mm-hmm. we can see as well the data of the legend picks for uh, Master and Pred yeah. are not like super horrible. You're not mm-hmm. seeing Revenant picked at 100% yeah. or at even, 10%. Even Gibby like, doesn't go up to 100% no, or even close. Like, like. And Caustic, all these legends that um, you would say, uh, maybe not the best fit for a ranked mode, they're not increasing once people hit masters. So this concept of, oh, wow, people are playing really annoying. They're, they're mm-hmm. memeing on the Preds. They're trying to grief streamers. All that might be true, but it's not wide-sweeping, yeah. and we're not going to make a huge change that will affect that, yeah. affect everybody. Very, very fair to say. Um, makes a ton of sense. I think it's a, it's a tough situation. And I think what Aaron is hinting at, and like we kind of voiced, we both wish there was maybe more explanation from what Aaron is saying. Like we're, we're trying to infer and inferring why that is the case, but we'd love to hear it from him as well. But I think essentially what he's saying is if we were going to try and make a perfect system, there's no guarantee it would work one and two, it would be such sweeping changes in every way, shape and form. How do you communicate that to all the players and make everyone happy? That's such a tough thing. Like, like yeah. you're talking about, if we really say we want to make, you know, ranked more like the global series so the pros are happy okay well how to about instead of a drop ship everybody spawns in a certain location like then you get that you know you're gonna get unlucky yeah. on where you start sometimes but obviously then you're uncontested off the drop like that's a totally different game though and that's the kind yeah. of stuff you would need to make to make a perfectly balanced game for everyone in that way yeah. which isn't a br no you have to embrace the RNG. Yes. You have to embrace the play styles. You have to embrace the third parties. That's the whole thing. And mm-hmm. that's why I never get bored with Apex. Yep. I legitimately, honestly, never get bored. There's this is coming from the guy that played like, zombies over and yes. over and over again, doing the exact same thing on repeat for days on end. <laughs> the, the difference between Call of Duty Zombies and Apex Legends and the choices and the variability game to game is massive. I love it. I love it. I love it. The only, like, we have to talk about this right now because I don't think it was communicated very effectively by the developers. Uh, A lot of what was in the DM uh, that came out from Aaron seems to be, it's too much work. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to do the work. It's too hard. But only in the last sentence do you see a potential rationale for why it's Mm -hmm. a bad idea. And that's what we were trying to flesh out. But, you know, we're in an interesting state in terms of how Respawn is communicating with the player base. And there's been a major evolution of what is done. And this, even though it is pretty small, to us is kind of drastic news. You yeah. know, having a, a, a top developer and a producer of the game pretty much say, 
we're not talking to random people anymore. We're only going to talk to either top influencers or top pros Mm -hmm. or other game developers. We are closing off. We're not talking publicly. We're not answering questions. Like this is a very much an isolation of Mm -hmm. the, of the dev team. That's too bad to see. And yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on more news in the future, but let's dive into some questions after a quick word from our sponsors. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertiser, your ISP, and other prying eyes. And that's why we use IPVanish, VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. I love being a ghost. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a free 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's just like getting nine months free. It's super easy to use too. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com-apex and use promotional code APEX and claim 70% savings on your deal. That's ipvanish.com-apex. Welcome back. We got some five-star questions to wrap up this show, the first of which is coming from Carlos. As a short-time listener, I was wondering if I could possibly join you guys someday upon the topic of Apex to talk about the ranked gameplay and my experience with it. Carlos, love you. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, man, what has it taken to get a, uh, a listener on the show in the past, Henry? It's been tough. <laughs> Sadly, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just such a long line uh, for people that would be guests on the show as a listener. Um, you know, we have over a hundred patrons uh, that I'm sure would love to come on the show. Mm-hmm. The closest thing that we have right now is our discussion episodes that we do every month, yep. where patrons can submit a question, a comment, a response to a discussion topic, and then we'll talk about it on the show, very mm-hmm. personal, back and forth, and that can go into you know what your experience is and ranked. Um, that's definitely something that we are open to talking about on those kind of private, yeah. almost one-on-one shows. Um, logistically, it's really just not possible for us to have listeners on. And overall, it's important to know our listeners don't like interviews. Yeah, It yeah, doesn't matter really how awesome mm-hmm. the interview is. We've had the lead game designer, voice actors, pros, the top content creators. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't like them. Mm -hmm. And maybe we got to be better, but (laughs) we're just, we're not in a place right now where we're like, oh man, we got to book another interview. We're going to put effort behind that because honestly, it's better for us to just focus on ourselves. And and to be honest with you, like in terms of what it would potentially take someday, we've had one listener 
and the history of the show come on the show. Uh, they are probably the single most active member of the community for over a calendar year and provided so much insight into the game on a Patreon DM basis that they kind of opened, you know, even Henry's eyes to a little bit of stuff statistically. And that's what it took. And that's a hard task to do to open Henry's eyes to things statistically. Not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to check out that episode, three numbers that matter. Still one of my favorite episodes. I don't think it's uh, going to be replicated anytime soon. Yep. Next question. Another five star coming from Double. I started in season 10. I'm gold. Can't get out. Don't know how to. Don't, don't know, know who. who to main. I'm decent with Wraith and Bloodhound and Wraith, but I'm not. But I don't know. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, if you've listened to the show for a while, Double, and if you're deciding between Wraith and Bloodhound, we got a pretty confident choice in who you should rock with to maybe keep some consistency, and that's going to be Bloodhound. Wraith is a very challenging legend to use and to master, and even the best of the best players, the Imperial Howls of the world, sometimes mess up on Wraith. It's easy to do it's easy to mess up with wraith just the nature of her kit and how she's used so she's not someone we recommend to the newer players or people that are trying to climb and not maybe where they want to be currently so bloodhound's a great option to always be able to support your team no matter what could definitely focus on that but yeah i mean stuck in gold it's all about the time at that point time and teammates time and teammates the two t's of apex yep i agree nothing to add Bloodhound, definitely <laughs> far and above superior uh, to the girl right <laughs> Next one. Next question. Five star coming from Straw Hat. Hey guys, first time caller, long time listener here. I was wanting to ask you guys how I could find myself playing Apex again. I played Apex as my main game since Loba's release, but more recently I haven't touched the game and the only time I do play is to complete the battle pass. That's the way I've played the last two seasons. I want to say that it's because I bought a PS4. I play on Xbox. I played on Xbox, and I don't want to restart my progress. Is there any way you guys can help me gain my interest back in the Apex? I still listen to the pods, even though I don't play the game as much. And every time there's a new episode, I want to play again. But when I get home from work, I lose interest in Apex. <laughs> that sounds like a vicious cycle. A vicious cycle. Oh, it sounds like we're doing our job a little bit. Listens to the we're pod trying. and then wants to play Apex, but just... Just a little off. Can't follow through 100%. Yeah, you might have to follow us on Instagram or something. To yeah, get a little more tail. Touch, you know, yeah. A little more time of Apex content. Um, I would say if you're completing the battle pass the last two That's seasons, what I was gonna say. you're playing plenty. Mm -hmm. Like you are. That's a lot of playing and that's fun. I know a lot of players that they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they would say that they don't like apex or they don't play it that much if you're getting the battle pass completed to 100 110 every season that's hours you're playing enough don't mm -hmm. feel bad about that like you're definitely a loyal player no doubt about it if you want to play more i'd mess around with the arenas uh, as sure. painful as it is for me to say that is a, <laughs> a very different experience for apex and gives a ton of that apex hit without any boredom so mm -hmm. if you i feel like you might be not disliking the legends the weapons the movement the maps but more the pace of a br that's kind mm -hmm. of what we've heard a lot in the past and arenas is a fix to that straight yeah. up i think it's a uh... Definitely a, a thing that happens to people, though, not being as interested in Apex. And I will say, you know, 
get some teammates, maybe some friends that just want to play a ton, keep you consistent, join our Discord, maybe find some people. It's a social game. It's a video game. You're playing with teammates. It's important to have people that want to play with you, that you want to play with as well, to keep things rolling. Totally. Next question coming from Ben. I'm writing this after getting my 10th legendary banner frame. Do you think different legendaries should have a higher chance of unlocking? So if you get a legendary, it's like a 60% chance to get a skin, and then a 30% chance to get a weapon skin. You get a 2% chance to get a alternate finisher and a 4% chance to get a legendary emote or banner frame. It's frustrating getting 10 banner frames and 4 emotes for characters I don't play, but also it would make people want to finish more because different finishers would be super rare. P.S. I've been playing for about 2 months. Also, I've been listening for about 2 weeks and find your podcast very informative about the game. Man, this is honestly, this is a good question and good thoughts because I feel you. Getting the banner frames and the emotes, it's not super fun all the time. The weapon charms also, like, throw that in there into the ring as well. Like, it's not always the best thing to pull. And to me, more so than anything, I think it's more frustrating to pull a skin or a banner or something for a legend you don't have unlocked. Um, Yeah. That's a change maybe I would wish to see, but I'm not sure if we would ever get a change to the kind of percentile breakdown within banner frames because then it would change like how much crafting do you have to spend to unlock something if it truly is more rare and the pack openings as well it's kind of a tough distinction to make uh yeah i think that about the percentages i think there exists a percentage there definitely is for collection events because there's not as many legendary banner frames as there is legendary skins mm-hmm. so the odds are in the favor of getting a skin. Overall, though, it is not a bug. It's a feature that you get legendary items and cosmetic items for legends that you don't have. That's supposed to incentivize you to unlock those legends. Yeah. Like That's a system, monetization. It is what it is. Um, my answer to it, to try to look on the bright side, is if you have a main, then... If you've only been playing for a few months, awesome. You're going to get crafting material. And you're going to be able to get the legendary skin that you want on your legend, on your favorite weapon, and you're going to be set. Everything else doesn't really matter. It's honestly just distracting. Like It's just another pack getting closer to an heirloom. Like You don't have to worry about what you get out of these packs. Yeah, I think that's well said. I agree. Last question coming from Raymond. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your podcast. Ever since the pandemic, I started listening to both of you. You both brightened my day when a show drops and helped me so much to be a better player. My question, Respawn has introduced mobile Respawn beacons, which become a critical item to be our gameplay. Since Respawn beacons become mobile, what are your thoughts on mobile survey beacons? I would definitely love to be on the lookout for them on difficult rotations or willing to purchase them for a reasonable price in the crafter. Mobile survey begins. Man, oh man. Henry, go kick it off. All right. So first off, if you like the survey beacon, play one of the wide varieties of uh, recon legends. And that's it. Like We do want to keep that a unique ability that has power. The idea of purchasing like Intel is not a bad idea. I think that is kind of cool. would it be available to all legends? 
Probably not. That would be kind of unfair to the recon. But could this be a legend ability or built into recon in some way? Maybe. Um, but overall, I would say there's 12 survey beacons on every single map and every single game. If you want it, you can get it mm-hmm. most games. Yep. I agree. And I, I like this idea, though, of bringing more gear into the game. I'm of the proponent right now. We got replicators that come down randomly mm-hmm. throughout the game. I think we should have mobile respawn beacons that come down randomly throughout end games to get more people back and create a little bit more fun and chaos. So uh, I like thinking about this kind of stuff. I think it's definitely on the cooler end, but that's going to wrap up our show. Thank you to our producer, the third party 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke, who support us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.